0: Drinking responsibly, parenting haphazardly. We've got your weekly dose of mom tequila. So pour yourself a drink. And put dad on tiny human duty. This is is Moms and Margs. Welcome to Moms and Margs. I am one of two hosts. I am Kelsey. And I'm Whitney. And we are so excited you are here listening to our next episode and we already have our margaritas in hand mm-hmm. for this episode we are still in spooky season so we thought we would do a spooky margarita a
1: very spooky margarita it's a
0: spooky ghost margarita
1: um, <laughs> which is spooky season for our spooky season language <laughs> for uh, a coconut margarita. So, we are going to put that recipe in the show notes. So, please check it out because it's really good. Not as good as our apple cider yeah. margarita, um,
0: but this one's we, really good. Also, we posted it on Insta um and a lot of our friends already reached out asking mm-hmm. for the recipe because it looks so good. It just looks so cute and good. Um, so we'll leave the link here. We're not going to review how to make it because it's a little there's a few more steps than, mm-hmm. than normal, normal, I would say. Um, and we want to dive right into this episode. Yes. But first, give us that five
1: star review. Write something nice. Don't be ugly because we don't want to read that. But whatever. And subscribe or follow or whatever you have to do so you can get notified every single time we upload a new episode because you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss those tequila, Te- tequila Tuesdays. Tuesdays,
0: yeah. Yeah, we hope that you're ready to settle in and listen to some tequila. This tequila is gonna be. Do you want to say the? Do you <laughs> want to say the title? <laughs> sure. I
1: might have PTSD from my small town. <laughs>
0: I feel like that took a lot of energy to say. It, it, like, it did. So I like you might be harvesting actually.
1: Well, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm pretty nervous to, to talk about this uh or to do this episode, I guess. I didn't know that I was going to be nervous until after we started talking about it and I guess my anxiety, you know, unexplained anxiety kind of kicked in. And yeah, so You're just going to have to bear with me. This might be a little bit harder for me to talk about than, you know, I originally anticipated. So just be kind.
0: Of course. (laughs) We are here for you. First, before we kind of dive into some more personal questions about Mm -hmm. your, why you might have PTSD from (laughs) your small town. Uh, Tell me about this small town. Describe it. I want to know so much more. I was telling Winnie like I asked so first of all I asked Winnie to do this episode and she was like I don't understand like why does this matter <laughs> and I told her that I did not grow up in a small town and I find it Just fascinating to learn about the life that Whitney had before I met her (laughs) and just what it's like to grow up in a small town. And, you know, is it like the stereotypes that I think in my head or is it Mm -hmm. completely different? And I also told her that it's very relatable to maybe a lot of other women that might Mm -hmm. grow up in a small town and also helps educate a lot of us women that don't get to grow up in a small town and like how it just really shapes. The person that you are today mm-hmm. so so the small town
1: i grew up in was very small
2: tell me how, than, it's like how small like how
1: i can't imagine more yeah. than a thousand people oh my god we have one red light and this is the town that my house was in so the town was so small that you would have to go to other towns to go to the grocery store uh or see friends or you know whatever so this town was so small, we had one gas station that got built whenever I was in high school, or maybe oh late middle school, I'm not sure. One stoplight, I think I already said that. A Dollar General that was built whenever I was in middle school. So that was very new.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I grew up on a farm. I <laughs> I like love that so much, but you probably are like, okay, Kelsey. No. It's not that great. No,
1: I I actually I came from a very humble home. I I did I don't want to say we were impoverished, but we were very lower middle class and sometimes I hate that, but also I'm super grateful for it because the childhood I had was just the best, it, the best it could have been, I guess. I I grew up on a farm. It it was kind of I guess what you would call like a compound. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of family members live on the same plot of land. How many acres is it? Do you know? Uh, so, my granddad owned like four hundred or f- no, I want to say like either four hundred or seven hundred. I don't know wh- acres. I, yeah, that's d- huge. Yeah, I don't know why seven hundred is sticking out to me, but but it may be four hundred. And I, I know that's a big difference, but. Yeah it it's one of those i can't remember but anyway <laughs> it was it was big and we grew up there we you know all of our family kind of lived around us and we grew up alongside our cousins. They were, you know, like siblings to us. We had a very, very big extended family. You know, our first cousins were, we, I was the youngest of 14 grandkids.
0: Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So we, such just, a big family. Yeah. We just grew up around a well, lot you, of people. You all lived on the in, on most, the Most,
1: most of, us did, or at least around, if that okay. makes sense. But my brother and I live closest to our grandparents. So my grandparents kind of helped raise us in mm-hmm. a way. So that was a super duper favorite part of my childhood, just being outside all the time. Um, This is very country, but (laughs) my aunts will tell the story over and over about how, you know, no one, I was like three years old and no one could find me and they would look out into our cow pasture and I would just be walking under the cows and like rubbing their stomachs (laughs) or, you know going horseback riding and falling asleep, you know, somebody holding me on a horse or whatever, just like cool stuff like that, or like riding on a tractor for the first time or like driving a tractor for the first time. (laughs) That sounds so country, but like, it was really cool. It was really cool to grow up in just like a very slow, humble atmosphere, I guess I would say it was, it was very, we didn't have much, but it was very loving, especially from you know, my mom's side of the family. Yeah. Um, I really did from time to time we do hay, of course, but our main thing is pecans.
0: <laughs> and
1: I don't it's it's pronounced pecan <laughs> by the way. We
0: fight about this all the time. It's
1: funny I say pecan. It's funny because the town that I grew up in is literally called the pecan capital of the world. <laughs> Which is so funny, a town less than a thousand people, and they're like, yeah, that's us. (laughs) Anyway, so we grow pecans. It's been a lot of things over the years, but that's the most, I guess, over the past decade or so, that's what it's been. And we have, like, ponds and... All kinds of cool stuff. My granddad, if anybody was getting rid of anything, he wanted it. So we used to have like old school buses on our land or, you know, old well trucks or old uh, satellite dishes that are as big as a house. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like crazy stuff. Just junk. Yeah. A lot of junk. But like my granddad liked collecting stuff like that. Yeah. I That's don't so know why. I guess because you he need thought to, like, it was steal one of his school buses. Yeah, well, it's all gone now. But oh, okay. yeah. But I guess he thought it was gonna like be worth something one day. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Or I say literally it for a don't rainy know. day. I guess so. <laughs> Maybe hoarding runs in my family. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that was that was really a really fun childhood to grow up with especially being outside all the time during the summers especially when we were younger it was like go outside you stay outside basically until the sun goes down you I mean that was mainly for the boys but I mean when when you're a kid you want to be outside all the time.
0: Yeah. Well, and you told me that you you would like have cows and mm-hmm. pigs. Yeah, so I used yeah. to show livestock as well in
1: in high school. I guess well, How I started many cows in middle did school. You have? So uh, I did it for five years. So I had five cows total. So
0: one when every year dealing. you would get a new, mm-hmm. and you would like raise this cow. Yes, from, from like, a baby, a baby to not a baby
1: baby, but like a calf. like a calf to or. Okay. Uh, not like a new, not a newborn calf, but Ugh. a little bit older. I want
0: like a newborn. I know.
1: I mean, I guess you can, but you don't it's know. Totally harder
0: because it's like the you don't milk know what their stuff.
1: well, no, because you don't know what their bone structure is gonna be. Like you don't know if they're gonna be uh, like a good so worthy. Yes. Okay. And I showed pigs for one year. Uh, that was fun. So you had
0: one pig, or how one many? One pig.
1: Her name was Barbie Q. <laughs> Did you
0: call her Barbie? Yes. I did. How big was she? Uh, well, you get those. Because isn't it, like, about, like, how many pounds they are? Like, how big they get?
1: I, I guess you could, it's about muscle mass
0: and, like, pounds, all, all kinds of stuff. I wanted always, like, one of those, like, little piglets.
1: So you get them Those a teacup little pig.
0: I know. So right? they're called yeah. yeah.
1: You get them a little bit bigger than a piglet. Okay. So they're still small when you get them, but you raise them until. Oh my god,
0: I would be like, do you want? This is so random. I just watched Charlotte's Web with Charlotte Char- Harper this weekend. <laughs> yeah. God, in the beginning, like she has the pig like sleep with her mm-hmm. and like takes care of it. Um, Did you want to bring the pig inside? No. Maybe nah. no. <laughs> That's like not. what I imagine if I ever had like a pig. I'd want it to be like hang out with me all the time. Uh,
1: they're not as sweet, cuddly as you would expect. Maybe like teacup pigs, but they like they bite. Uh, they mm. scream. <laughs> cows,
0: cows are my favorite animal hands down
1: cows they're are so
0: pretty they're actually really pretty
1: cows are like big dogs i i don't know if you've ever seen this but like cows so will get gentle right? Well, that but also they can they get excited and oh. they like jump around and they'll lick you uh, yeah but it, a really fun childhood like I grew up on a dirt road as well and you know when it would rain all the kids would go outside play in the mud. and we would have mud fights and you know we would go fishing and swim in the pond and all like ride four wheelers and just all kinds of cool
0: I feel like that's a really fun stuff. way to grow up though like growing up as a kid like mm-hmm. just being like pure joy of like it's being some- a kid <clears throat> You know, not having I to worry guess, about anything else. I
1: guess you do take it for granted sometimes. It's just really fun to have weird skills like that. Like, Brayden, you know, Brayden grew up in a town right next to well, mine. Well, he didn't grow up on a farm, right? No. He grew – he was – his family is very blessed. And they just grew up in a different atmosphere. And I love going fishing with Brayden because he doesn't know what he's doing. Like, he's like, well, I mean, yeah, he like know he doesn't how to ha- unhook the fish. He doesn't or... know how to bait a hook. He doesn't know how to unhook the fish. He doesn't know how to grab the fish. He doesn't know how to hold the fish after you grab the fish. I, mean, like, I don't
0: know either.
1: It's just like, or like, you know, line a pole or whatever. You just feel
0: cool because you're like, I know how to do all this. Yeah, but yeah. it's just
1: like. A skill that is literally so ordinary you know <laughs> I don't know I just sometimes it's just like really cool and other times it's okay what's well, like the normal. coolest
0: animal you had on the farm
1: over the years we would catch deer or like <laughs> I remember specifically one time an armadillo what would you yeah I was gonna say what would you do with the deer you well, it's against the law to like keep a baby deer or keep a deer mm. for a pet. So you would have to turn it up to, over to like like a wildlife association or something, yeah. something along those lines. Usually, like raise it until it's be- you know better and yeah, let it go or something like that or catch an occasional rabbit. Or I specifically remember this one time I was at my grandparents' house as I always was. And an armadillo was in the house. Like, I don't know how, but like random things would happen like that. Like an armadillo would get into the house or a bird would be in the house and we would have (laughs) to catch it. Or just like
0: weird stuff like that would happen. I love that. that. Yeah. I love that. I know you'd mentioned (laughs) that you are very nervous to talk about your PTSD <laughs> potential. potential potential potential. We're not gonna claim that it's official. No, unofficial, very unofficial, very unofficial, more sarcastic. Just, just yeah, more sarcastic, sarcastic than anything. But just why are you? Why are you so nervous? I want to know. So I talk about
1: this a lot. Some people are meant to grow up and live and die in a small town and some aren't. And I just wasn't that person. I always felt I grew up very misunderstood. I grew up there. And and that's like one of my worst fears is to be misunderstood. And I was, I would just literally lived somewhere where I was so misunderstood. And I just did, I was scared to be different. And I just didn't like that about myself. And I just didn't really know who I was there. It was just a very confusing time. It was, it, it felt almost suffocating to me every time i visit home there's this darkness that comes over me because here in my normal life yeah across the country where i live mm-hmm. i am very carefree so much more confident i don't want to say i am confident cuz I don't know if we'll go that far. but I'm so much more <laughs> confident in who I am as a person, just like i'm I'm very confident in my genuineness, authenticity, kindness, you know, I, I'm just very comfortable in who I am as a person. and just you know, a better way to describe it is proud of who mm. I am. Yeah. but every time I go back home, And I'm, I say home, but every time I go back to my small town and I'm submerged back into that atmosphere, and this has nothing to do with my family or friends that live there, I just feel this darkness come over me where all of a sudden I suddenly feel, you know, my body looks disgusting. My makeup doesn't look great. I I'm gossiping. You know, I just don't like myself. Like I mm-hmm. it's just not me, if that makes sense, it, and I don't like that. I don't yeah. know why that happens, but it happens every time. I just don't like who I am when I go when back go there. there. Yeah. And it's not it's not on purpose, obviously. It of it's course. just something that happens every time my anxiety levels go up I need to know what plans we're doing when where how and why what time you know that type of thing I'm, I'm just a lot more anxious when I go home or when I go to my small town or whatever you want to call it I'm nervous to run into anybody but at the same time I want to run into somebody <laughs> you know <laughs> like yeah like that type of thing just like
0: a very toxic mindset right and so is that way it makes you feel nervous to talk about it because yeah. it's just like a lot of emotions there's just a and- lot yeah
1: there's just a lot to unpack there like i yeah again i didn't have the best experience living in a small town there or just the culture of it i guess i just didn't fit in mm. if that makes sense or i don't i don't think i did and it, it's just one of those things where I felt like I was supposed to be ordinary when I didn't
0: want to be. And if you were anything other than that, it was... Later in this episode, we talked to your friend, Hannah. Mm-hmm. We have her on. You both grew up in this small town together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if I remember right, you've known each other since elementary. Mm-hmm. And I was telling Whitney after we got off talking that some of the things that you all experienced were not normal. Mm -hmm. Um, Not in like a I guess maybe in a negative way. I don't know. But like (laughs) in a way that was like. Not okay. Not okay. Mm -hmm. It sounded like it just was a very toxic environment for someone growing up and learning about themselves and learning about the world Mm -hmm. and just learning how to be like a person. And. It definitely
1: could have been better. Right. (laughs) It definitely could have been better. There was a lot of. There's a lot of systematic issues, mm-hmm. a lot of adult issues that were put onto the generation below them, like that type of thing. Yeah, Just
0: very toxic um, adult versus adolescent. Well, yeah, and that's why I was trying to say is I can totally understand why you would be feeling like um, mm-hmm. it's you feel anxious and emotions when you think about it because there's so many, like mm-hmm. you said, just so much to unpack from what growing up there
1: right well and another thing that I don't want to say triggers I, I, I don't know if I like that word or not triggers me I don't know
2: another, no trigger. Yeah. <laughs>
1: another thing that kind of upsets me about my small town is you know mental health isn't something that you're supposed to talk about yeah and not only is it something that you're not supposed to talk about which is that's insane that it's taboo. It shouldn't be taboo, but it is. And it's getting better. Yeah. I think it's getting better. But whenever I really was struggling with my mental health, I seeked some sort of treatment and went to the doctor and was told, oh my God, this, this actually really is insane. So, went yeah. to the doctor and told the doctor all of my symptoms, you know, whatever whatever. I'm super depressed, like I'm having suicidal thoughts, like yeah. I feel like everybody would just have a weight lifted if I wasn't, he- you know, weight lifted off their shoulders if I wasn't here, like that type of thing. And with my mother in the room, point blank told me, "I mean, you're not like you're young and you're pretty, you're you're not that sad, right? Like your mom doesn't need to hide the the kitchen knives, does she? And I was like, okay. And (sighs) she went on to tell me that they frowned upon treating the mentally ill at their establishment and they would not be treating me and gave me a packet on severe anxiety and depression, gave me a sticker and a lollipop. I was not the age of getting a sticker and a lollipop it was way older than that like a very late teenager sent me on my way and that was really terrible for me
0: well especially because you are talking about something takes a lot of bravery Mm -hmm. and you know strong will to like finally raise your hand and say like i need help with this like Mm -hmm. i'm such in a deep depression and then for someone to just completely completely shut you down yeah and also like in front of your mom too Mm -hmm. like i don't know how your mom felt after she left there but you know like that's it really 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 harsh i can't speak to how you,
1: you know what's crazy is i was always taught like doctors know best. Right. I you think know, that's um, definitely how a lot of people But after it. that, I... No, you know what? Before that, I didn't like going to the doctor because... And it may just be this establishment. I don't know if people feel like this in general about doctors, but every single time I went to the doctor, I felt stupid. I felt as if I was a hypochondriac and I wasn't actually sick. And that also plays... That yeah. also like bleeds into my adult life too. Like whenever i am actually sick i have the thoughts of am i actually sick or am i just exaggerating this right like that but type of thing
0: but is in this in the small town that you grew up in was there like only so many doctors you mm-hmm. could see like was it mm-hmm. a limited amount of town yes. doctors i don't know what, yeah. how you would call that but yeah so it was like there wasn't any other options to go to see someone else
1: yes and no if you did go to another doctor, you know what the answer would be. It would still be the same. You think, and maybe not as much now, but yeah.
0: But that, but
1: that. I mean, back then when this happened, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So that was really hard. That was that was a big. I'm so sorry. A big yikes in my life. <laughs> um, not only not only that, I had a pretty rough high school experience before I transferred out being put in the box of why are you, wh-, you know, you're supposed to be ordinary. What are you doing? Like, yeah. I had a lot of opportunities st- stripped from me, you know, because of who I was or because I didn't have a certain last name or like that type of thing. It just wasn't a great experience. I, you know dealt with the mean girl thing and that just that
0: wasn't fun but what's like maybe the biggest thing why you disliked being in a small town (laughs) i guess being put in the box
1: of being ordinary and this is just speaking this isn't Speaking to everyone that lives in the south, or of course, everyone, everyone that might lives have in a different experience, any type of this small just, town. This is just the yeah. teeny tiny tiny small town and what that you, I looked at. What you went through, right? Going to a school at the time that only had what like 150 kids in the whole high school, you know, either you were liked or you were not. Yeah. Literally, you were liked or you were not. And mm-hmm. I you know, got to the point where I was not. And that was not fun. And on top of that, there was a dynamic, a a very toxic dynamic of adults, like literal adults bullying children, like crazy. And this started like in middle school too. And we'll talk more about this later with Hannah because she experienced a lot of the same things that I did. But those are a lot of my, yeah, my biggest dislikes of it, I just knew I did not fit in. I, I felt this heaviness of not just being different. It's, mm. it's so hard to explain when, whenever you feel like you don't belong somewhere. Do you think that
0: like a lot of the other girls in your grade felt that too? Or like a l- other, I don't know, your friends?
1: I guess I had a lot of acquaintances, but not a lot of friends. Friends. Friends,
0: like in later high school. Yeah. I feel like that's so funny because I feel like I would almost feel the opposite thinking about, like, a small town. Like, you would know everyone, so mm -hmm. you would have lots of, like, really, really good friends. I feel like that is the case for a lot of people, but it wasn't the case for me. Yeah, I, again,
1: either they like you or they don't. They don't. Right. Uh, Yeah. And that, I mean, that was just the case for me. Totally. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I. I guess I would say I had a lot of acquaintances but nobody that would be like, "Hey, stop picking on Whitney."
0: <laughs> not nice. Would you ever move back?
1: No, I would never ever 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 move back. It actually gives me anxiety. I was also going to say,
0: would you ever want Bristol to like I would absolutely not go want No, absolutely
1: no. not. No. I would shoot myself in the foot willingly. <laughs> I would love to pick up the plot of land and bring it here. (laughs) It's just mainly the atmosphere of like the school systems and, uh, you know, the extracurriculars in the town. like gossip. Yeah, the the gossip. There was a lot of toxicity within the school system or this particular school system I went to. There was just a lot of toxicity and I would never, ever ever want Bristol to be subjected to something like that yeah you know, I the earliest age I was called you know some form of a slut by a literal adult teacher was like seventh or sixth grade like that's not okay
0: no that's not normal at all and that's why I was you know saying after we talked to Hannah mm-hmm. and you'll hear more of your guys's both of your stories in a little bit here but it's just it's not normal in the way that no one I I can wholeheartedly tell you Mm -hmm. no teacher no adult told me ever that I was too promiscuous or slut or whatever at all Mm -hmm. that was never something Mm -hmm.
1: there's just a lot of systematic and generational issues Mm -hmm. as far as Mental health in general, I feel like that has a lot to do with it, too. Because, my God, how evil do you have to be to literally call a right. sixth grader promiscuous? God, I there's just you're a, right. There's just a lot of generational and systematic issues in general that I don't want my child to be subjected to. Because, like, it's 2020 and, <laughs> and Hannah is still having a hard time getting her mental health. Mm -hmm. Uh, mental health prescriptions that she's taken for years. She just moved back to our small town, and like she can't find a doctor that will prescribe her her mental health medication that she needs.
0: Yeah. So speaking of Hannah, Mm -hmm. let's let's go chat with her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm um, excited. We um Hannah actually, I don't know if you you want to share this, but she um. Now lives in the small town. Yes. she's back living there. Yes. Um, she had lived away for for a while. Mm-hmm. and and now she is back, yes, um on the on the front lines of this little small town, yeah, and um we're gonna go to the conversation now that we had with her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to tell a little bit about
1: her experience and both our experiences with it just to get her perspective and just to shed a little bit of light on some why I'm anxious to talk about this I guess <laughs> let's talk let's talk about it i'm so excited to have one of my dearest friends on the podcast today. This is one of our first. Well, this is our first interview type situation for the podcast. So our guest is Hannah, one of my dearest friends that I grew up with in the small town that we're talking about. I'm so excited because not only are you going to get my perspective, but we're going to get her perspective as well. Um, maybe a little bit of backup, so you guys don't think I'm nuts. <laughs> i'm ready for the
0: tea like, yeah so ready
1: so let's get into it are you ready hannah do you have anything to say are you excited i'm
2: literally so famous <laughs> oh my god hello all my fans what is up <laughs> i mean like you said like we grew up together so we've kind of been with each other in every walk of life to include the fact that um our life in south georgia was interesting to say the least but then we also both got to experience like life outside of south georgia but together um and like also like we come back for how i moved back for whatever reason but (laughs) i get to see you when you come home
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah, well and that was gonna be my first question to you both um and how how do you know each other what's how did you first meet in this small town how do you meet people in small towns (laughs) do you want (laughs) to yeah you
2: go ahead yeah I was in fifth grade and so that was Whitney's sixth grade year Mm um and we had like a tornado like it wasn't even a drill it was like a legitimate tornado Mm -hmm. and we're sitting in this little drill I keep saying drill this little tornado (laughs) and in the hallways with our heads down and (laughs) Whitney was like we should have a sober party and I was like oh my So I um, went to her house and didn't leave for like five days.
0: Um. (laughs) You became a family member. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Literally, yeah. Since you both grew up in a small town, you Mm -hmm. probably got in some trouble together. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I just really, I'm just so fascinated about what is the dynamic? What is it like to grow up in a small town? I just want to know the ins and outs of just everything. Ah! <laughs>
2: um, wait, you should I feel like you should start this one.
1: I don't want to say small or claustrophobic because obviously everybody has a different, you know, a different perspective of what that was like for them. But for me it was very, very claustrophobic, very slow, very content. You're content. Right? Like this
2: is how it is. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's actually that's actually a good way to put it as well. Like, oh, well, this is how life is. And like,
2: I love it. Is yeah, it, like everybody, everywhere gets bullied by grown adults. Like that's normal.
0: <laughs> but is it, is it, like for me, I feel like growing up, it was always um, like I was going to go off to college mm-hmm. and I could do whatever I wanted. I could leave the state. I could have this big career. Is that something that so, is ingrained in
2: you? No. Me no, so or- for
0: us, different small towns
1: obviously are going to have different perspectives on this but for us it was you go to school either in the you go to college no more than four hours away so whenever I went to college I went to one of the colleges that were four hours away in north Georgia and that was like crazy like all the party people went up there like that was insane that you did That, that that I moved four hours away got it yeah and Hannah went to college in Alabama and like that was crazy
2: like everybody you know know what's crazy though is there was a kid that I like grew up with but like never was really like close with that went to my college and like we'd see each other sometimes like like the most random places and it was almost like we were ashamed to like see each other like we'd be like hey and like keep walking like don't tell anybody like where we're from (laughs) oh yeah that's crazy (laughs) Oh, yeah, I can remember you telling me that.
0: It's like that um, big fish in a small pond mm-hmm. kind of yeah,
1: thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's actually a really good way to put it. I, I feel like that has been used by so many adults, like, growing <laughs> up. Like, well, would you rather be a small fish in a big pond or a big fish in a small pond? Like, yeah. which would you rather have? Like, are you content here or do you want to not be content somewhere else I actually remember this like asshole guy commenting on he was older Hannah I bet you remember who I'm talking about maybe not but he like he was older than us and he commented on one of my Facebook photos and he had said something along the lines of you're pretty for South Georgia but you're not pretty in the real world like that type of thing oh my god
2: I do know what you're talking talking about? about
1: um in that moment I was like what is he like he knows nothing what is he talking about but in a sense and it it sounds disgusting but like in a sense it's kind of true the big fish i mean i I think you're right
2: like it's true in a sense but like i feel like they they wanted us to think that right to keep you Like they didn't want us to feel like we could be content living somewhere else like they wanted us to be completely content living in south georgia and thinking that this is like the norm because like i remember like i went from having 20 kids in my class to having 600 still being a big fish in a little pond but like being like on a completely different like spectrum Mm -hmm. I don't even I don't even know if I'm explaining that right but like like the pageant for instance like oh my god the the (laughs) the pageants that like we did at like our tiny school in Georgia like Mm -hmm. I'm convinced that they were rigged and then like you move away and like you it's like you do the same things that you would have done in South Georgia and you're noticed for things that people like almost didn't want you to be noticed for Mm -hmm. like they're like oh you need to sit down like other people deserve the spotlight Mm -hmm. kind of thing.
0: Ew. No, it was exactly like that. That sounds like such a toxic environment (laughs) and so stressful. It was exactly like that. Well, yeah, and I think it kind of leads into my next question, which I feel like this could be more about, I just want to know all the gossip, but (laughs) what is the what is the culture like? So I just always like when I think of a small town, I just think of I was telling Whitney this earlier, like Friday night lights, not the well, the movie, but like the show. Mm just football small town
2: (laughs) if you're not a republican or you don't have the same like conservative viewpoints as anybody else like you're pretty much looked down upon for sure that's a big aspect of the culture um oh my god racism like like flows through everybody's blood I feel like like I remember moving away and like seeing like interracial couples and like thinking like oh my god like that's normal here like Mm -hmm. and it just gave me like a completely different perspective because you know where we grew up it was like that was not okay like you were expected to be a certain way even though everybody knew like certain people weren't but they they just did not talk about it and if they did talk about it it was because like they needed to be shamed or they got caught yeah that's okay they got caught I
0: know Whitney told me this too um the high school she went to for a long time they didn't have um they had segregated proms,
1: yeah. So, it's insane to me. <laughs> I trans, Hannah and I went to the same school for a while through elementary through high school. We both transferred out within a year of each other, but I transferred to a nearby public school and their proms were segregated until like 2006. Uh, yeah, and that's. and whether that be whether that be them having like a quote-unquote integrated regular prom like that they did that I don't know if it was completely segregated or they just did a quote unquote integrated prom and then did a white prom
0: yeah or if it was completely
1: separate segregated but yeah that was until like 2006 like that wasn't that long ago
0: no are you kidding me No. no
1: so another thing is I feel like if you looked differently, whether that be good or bad, if you looked or acted a certain way or did anything completely different, you were just
2: either shunned or made fun of or, you know, told. Yeah. You, I mean, you were expected to be ordinary. Like anybody that was extraordinary yeah. or extraordinary, however you want to say it, like it wasn't a good thing. Like, so like if you, if could you were be like extraordinary, no, I was just about to say, like, because of were, like the best reasons. Right. Sorry. What? <laughs> No, I was just going to say,
0: um, like, if you were too pretty or, like, really, really smart, I don't know if really smart might be. Then you have to
2: get out for it. Like, really? like, she tries too hard. Like, mm-hmm. like she's so pretty. Like, she, like she knows it. Like, it could never just be like, oh, wow, like, she's gorgeous. It was, <laughs> she's pretty, and she knows she's pretty. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. a lot of the kids
1: that were different that were in that category of extremely intelligent got picked on a lot
2: or like know, special that. needs especially too I feel like we weren't yes. we weren't exposed to like special needs like we should have been like we all like I, I mean I'm guilty of it like I remember being in fourth grade and we had a kid in our class that was clearly autistic but like at the time like even the teachers would like not I wouldn't say make fun of them but like nobody knew how to handle any real life situations it was like we were in our own little world yeah. and like everything that wasn't in South Georgia like was irrelevant Right. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. I
0: think that's that's so hard, too, growing up with just, like, a one-sided view, because I'm sure it was really scary maybe thinking, like, well, what's out
2: there? Well, like, when I moved away, like, I felt like my entire world was crashing down, because, like, South Georgia is what I knew, you know? So, like, I, I remember, like, finding out, because, like, our situations were completely different as far as, like, why we transferred and stuff. Like, I actually moved in with my grandparents, but I remember – feeling so like overwhelmed and it wasn't necessarily because I was moving it was because I only knew of South Georgia like I lived other places but like the the core developmental years of my life were in South Georgia so like who I was as a person was a literal Georgia peach like I didn't know anything else and I just remember moving and within I kid you not like within the first week of being at a different school I remember thinking like oh my god like why, why were we taught that some of the stuff is wrong? Like, why were we kept in the dark for so long? Like Mm -hmm. Whitney and I talked about all the time, how like so many people are given such a disservice because they aren't given the opportunity of going somewhere. And if they do get that opportunity, they're like shunned for it. Or Mm -hmm. like when they come back, they're like, oh, you decided to come back. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) so
1: the school that Hannah and I went to together, whenever I transferred out, I went to obviously the nearest public school. It was like a 2A school. And I was asked, you know, well, are you, are you going to do dual enrollment? And if you're not familiar, dual enrollment is when you do high school and college at the same time. And I thought, well, I'm not eligible to to do dual enrollment. And they were, were like, why? And I was like, well, I'm not in the accelerated class. And the, my new teachers told me that that's not, a thing, you know, you have Mm -hmm. to take some sort of test, but anybody can take the test. You don't have to be, you don't have to be smart or anyway. So at this old school, I was not given the opportunity to dual enroll. I wasn't allowed to be on yearbook because I wasn't in an event in an advanced class, quote unquote. Um, we were, our computer classes were based on word 2003, I almost failed a computer (laughs) class because I was, we were using word 2010. That's almost a decade. Yeah.
0: That is so different. And
1: I I ended up being like
0: way advanced technology. (laughs) Yeah. I
1: ended up being the editor of the yearbook at that school, the editor of the newspaper I went into, they had a communications department, a journalism department, you know, they really put me on track to where I, I wanted to go after high school, whereas this small school literally just put you in this box and said, nope, you're not smart enough. When in reality, well, for starters, the teachers actually had teaching degrees. (laughs) Exactly. So this school that we went Mm -hmm. to, a lot of the teachers, it's very corrupt. A lot of teachers don't have teaching degrees. Oh my God. Uh,
2: Yeah. The, I don't even, I think it's a little different now, but like when we went there, I, I, confused at how some of those people were even allowed to teach children like
1: a lot of it was family being hired if that makes sense yeah okay just keeping family on payroll and that trickled down into the students where student placement was this student gets to be in an advanced class this student does not get to be in advanced class or this student wins the pageant or this student doesn't win the pageant okay that type of thing god yeah. It's very <laughs> like crooked in the sense. And I really don't want anybody to take us the wrong way. Cause for one, you could have been from the same small town as us and had a completely different experience. This is just our experience and our opinion. So please don't think that we're, you know, bashing anybody from that small town. This is just
0: no, our This is opinion. both of your stories. Right. And only you can only speak to what happened to you and what mm. you went through.
1: Well, and then even with the school dynamic, the teachers I had a teacher literally tell me in front of the whole class that I would amount to nothing. And he would sit beside me. I was very depressed in high school. I like wanted to die, literally. Like I thought about it all the time. And that's one of the reasons why I transferred out was I was getting bullied really severely and he would sit next to me in class and mimic me for the whole class to just like laugh at just flat out take up yes flat out take up oh and the best part is what do you do whenever something like that happens oh you tell administration well guess what he's married to the administration to one of the administrators oh my god yeah so what do you do
0: you can't do anything right. you transfer out like you did you like you literally <laughs> can't do anything or, I mean thank god there was a place for you to transfer yeah Jesus. I
1: had
2: to drive 35 minutes every day but hey I got there
0: or you that know, same
2: teacher that you're talking about told me that I would never get into a major university and so when I got accepted to literally every college that I applied for I forwarded him all of the acceptance emails
0: <laughs> I love that yeah that's so good
1: and women teachers would you know allude to you being too promiscuous or like in middle school mm. or like
0: i don't i don't, I don't think i've ever had a teacher say that to me ever oh ever
1: oh no, no. it was terrible terrible these teachers would flat out tell you to your face that you are not ladylike you are too promiscuous I don't even know the wording that they would say but it would make you they would calm. literally
2: call people sluts. like
0: well and the other thing is so would they like since it's such a small town would they then tell other people and then like would other people think that too does that make sense like it's not just a part of the school it's like the whole town thinks that
1: I don't, kind of thing I don't yeah. I, I don't know I mean yes and no I'm not sh- I I don't know I can't speak to it you know coming directly from the teachers
2: but I do know I mean I I mean I, I experienced something where like I mean I was in middle school and like I did not have like a normal family dynamic like I lived with a single father and like I didn't have like a motherly figure like telling me how to be a lady like anything like that so a lot of the lessons I learned were the hard way Mm -hmm. and I remember being in eighth grade and I had like a quote quote boyfriend or whatever like two towns (laughs) over Mm -hmm. and
0: I love that
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah like we had to get out of this no I'm just kidding but like (laughs) one of the um (laughs) one of the parents in our tiny town like got word of like one of the guys that I liked or whatever and like went to their parents and was like this is what this girl does mm-hmm. and like literally slut shamed me as a 12 year old 13 year old little mm-hmm. girl that was just trying to like go to movies with this cute boy two towns over mm-hmm. and yeah. they made me out to be some terrible person and like even though they had nothing to do with our little tiny town like they still were influenced by like the opinions that people had mm-hmm. there was a Awful. lot of
1: there was a lot of mixture in adult and teacher uh, drama with children and teenagers there was a lot of mixture like wanting to be friends kind of thing but also claiming not to be if that makes sense it was just a really weird dynamic for example the teacher that made fun of Hannah and I wouldn't sit with the other teachers at lunch he would sit with the teenage boys and they would talk about who had sex with who that weekend and yeah like That's so. Talking about children having sex with other children,
0: is that not weird? That's so fucking weird. That's so. And like me
2: being a teacher now, like thinking about half the stuff that like we experience, like is not. I would lose my certification.
1: (laughs) And here's yeah. So here's another example. I, you know, right before I transferred, I was being su- like bullied super bad. I went into the lunchroom. I sat down at my usual table with all of my usual friends. I guess they weren't, but <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> and this, it was like a fucking Hallmark movie. They all got up. We sat beside the teacher table, by the way. Okay. They all got up all called me some sort of name before they left (gasps) and left me alone at the table for the rest of the lunch period. And not one single teacher said one fucking thing. (gasps) And one of those teachers was my mom's best friend. What? Yeah. That's insane. Not even, not not even a Whitney. Are you okay? Not even a. excuse me. What do you all think you're doing? None of that.
0: None (sighs) of that. But like, so so you're, Your mom or your mom's best friend never told your mom, like, hey, you should check on Whitney. No. Like, she's – They're not best friends anymore. But And then
1: one of my mom's other old best friends that taught at that school as well, let another teacher call me a slut. Like, this – one teacher and my mom's old best friend cornered me mm. and called me a slut. And you know, in one way or another, it, it probably wasn't the word slut, Blood, but but I was looking at my mom's friend, which she was my teacher at the time, and I was like, "Are
0: you not gonna say anything?" And yeah. she didn't say a word. Was your mom like so? My mom was. Did livid. you ever tell your mom? I was the Yeah, my mom, mom was think? livid. Like what
1: do you do? What are you thinking? Yeah. This grown ass woman Uh, is calling an eighth grade girl a slut.
0: What? Oh my God. Well, they they would like have a heyday at my junior high. Jesus. There was like kids. It's almost like
2: there was nothing to do (laughs) other than like bring other people down. But
0: was whatever you were doing like even that bad? Like other than like just being a weird like hormonal eighth grader. Do you know what I mean? Like talking to a boy Hannah do you
1: think the stuff that we did was promiscuous or do you think that it was t- a lot
2: of it was taken out of context but I also feel like I, I mean that the a stuff question, you though. did was not promiscuous me on the other hand honestly, <laughs> uh well that's a lot <laughs> um you no not at all me on the other hand I feel like I kind of maybe deserve some of the things I was saying about me but not no, like grown-ass adult no that's
0: what I was gonna say no adult should have Let alone a teacher, Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't have been like a shaming thing. They could have been like, "Hey, I just want to make. Are you okay?" No, it was never like. like Let's talk about like yourself. So, whenever I moved off to college, (laughs) this just sticks
1: in my mind, Hannah. And correct me if I'm wrong. This just sticks in my mind, but whenever I would come home and visit from college you know, I would have my sweats on and no makeup on and have my hair in a bun and, you know, tell my mom or somebody, Hey, I'm going to go to Walmart. And, you know, sh- without even knowing it, she would say something along the lines of, oh, okay. Do you want to put on some makeup or do you like, do you want to change really quick? Not she wasn't being rude, but it, that's just the culture. Like, are you sure you want to be seen like that? Because you are going to run into someone and they are going to tell oh, somebody. it was inevitable out. they are going to tell that somebody else like- that you look like shit yeah th- like it was that type of thing how quickly would yeah.
0: like gossip spread like if something happened oh morning, my
2: god <laughs> very like i'm pretty sure we knew about people being pregnant before they knew that they were pregnant <laughs> yeah oh
0: my god yeah
1: the culture is like this as well everybody is sleeping with everybody everybody
2: oh my god yeah <laughs>
1: Or at least our generation is. I don't know about the older
2: generation or
1: whatever, but everyone. Well, no,
2: the older generation is trying to sleep with our generation. So that's
0: another. (laughs) So that's another. (laughs) They've gone through everyone in town, so now they've they're hitting up the younger kids.
1: There's a lot of secrets. Not kids,
0: should I say, but like younger people
2: don't. Wouldn't you say that there's a lot of secrets? It's almost it's weird because it's like there's secrets, yes, but like everybody knows them. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but you don't talk, but you don't it. talk about the secrets. Right. Right. Yeah. You like just don't
2: talk about it. You talk about it in private. Like it's
0: very taboo to like talk about,
2: but you never
1: them. confront the person that you're talking about.
2: Oh, and if you do confront them, they will manipulate it and make you feel bad. Like, honey, you have no idea what you're talking about. Like, lie till they die type of thing. Or yeah. first of all, I'm going to pull my big girl britches up and address or, this situation. like, pull out a sweetie or like a... Oh, sweetie. Yeah. Bless your heart.
1: Yeah, you have... Um, yeah, that type of thing. So it's... it's I'll like
2: pray a, for you.
1: It's like an everybody knows everything about everybody, but no one has the guts to to like actually Say, confirm yeah so if it's true or not <laughs> so for example there's this cop in south georgia that has <laughs> that has went after hannah specifically me he yeah.
2: went after me oh my messaged, God. i
1: think he's messaged me a couple times i don't remember anything significant before but when hannah was like in middle school like very young middle school i can't wait until you turn 18 like, <gasps> no like very often yes. that's so awful and everybody knew about it everybody knew this person was a weirdo and
2: like nothing. knew that
0: he was messaging you hannah or just knew that he was a like, My friend's free.
2: dad literally oh. went to report him, but because I had like a like a rough home life, like it was it was like shaken off, like, oh, she just wants attention. And then I find out like years later as an adult that like there were other girls that like had experienced that and like had reported it as well. Mm-hmm. But like nobody did anything about it. And he's still a cop.
0: I was I was I was he's just about to ask cop. you if he was still a cop. Mm-hmm. And he's still, still hits yeah. <gasps> he still hits you up.
2: yeah Yeah. am I cute (laughs) (laughs) all your life according to him oh my god that's
1: terrible
0: there's just like I'm so sorry that's really awful because that's also like a cop authority figure that's messaging you when you're young and Mm -hmm. what are you to do like do you you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. it's so hard when you're
2: young to say like
0: this is wrong or this isn't right you know yeah there's just a lot yeah of- like we weren't
2: given a lot of like model examples of like what it looks like to be like an independent girl or like what it means to be um or just boundaries. like in yourself like that wasn't a thing like
1: yeah or just boundaries for youth in general you yeah. know like even like with teachers you know I I had this one teacher that would, you know, he used to jailbreak our phones and like back in the day, like that was the big thing to get your yeah. iPhone jailbroken. Yep. So he would take our phones and he would do whatever on his computer to jailbreak them. But he was downloading our pictures onto his computer and he ended up getting arrested for child pornography.
0: He was dating one of my classmates and dating a freshman as well. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. But see, so does, do people, so when that happens, stuff like that happens, the town talks about it, or it's, like, very hush-hush. Both, both. Don't you,
2: wouldn't you say, Hannah? Yeah, and it also depended on who it was. Like, if they coached something and they were good at what they did, then, like, they did everything they could to, like, brush it under the rug. But like if they felt for one second that it was going to put their selves, like their reputation in jeopardy then they would do something about under it. The bus. Got it yeah okay so like that
1: teacher in particular was an outsider he was from a county over mm-hmm.
2: he would drive
1: So everyone
0: was like nope yeah screw it I mean right everyone should feel like that's terrible and we're mm-hmm. not going to stand for that regardless of their status or position but mm-hmm. still like
1: yeah, so it just Ugh, depended on yeah. like who you were in that town. It, it, I mean, it really did, and I hate to say that because it sounds so cliche. And and I don't know. I really hope I'm not hurting anybody's feelings, but that that's just how it was. You know, if you were not yeah, outsider, like if you didn't
2: have a certain last name, like you were not the elite. <laughs> mm-hmm. Elite is how. <laughs> and I hate to that say time. that because like some of those people that like had those last names, like I genuinely like and it's not like they like chose to be born into that lifestyle, but like it's just it's been going on for so many generations that like I, I don't even think people that are from here even realize it until they go away, like until well, they move away. Exactly, and it's it's
0: they don't understand the privilege that they have. Right. Well, and I was gonna yes. say they probably also, I you don't think they understand their privilege? No, Hannah, do you? I feel like they don't use no, it as not their at all. Vintage. I like mean, they, within the town they use they it, do but, like but they don't rec-
2: yeah
1: they don't recognize okay. it like if you ask them they would you know what are you talking about certain kids got to be valedictorians that didn't necessarily you know didn't add up you know at the school that uh Hannah and I went to it just stuff like that just didn't add up or certain kids were able to be in accelerated classes when other kids should have been Hannah weren't you supposed like didn't they
2: put you in yeah so regular education I was, was kind of laughing earlier when you were talking about dual enrollment because like I distinctly remember like always wanting to be in beta club which if you don't know what beta club is like it's kind of like a version of like national honor society mm-hmm, okay. and like I was a smart kid like I I probably could have applied myself a little bit more, but I was never really pushed to my like full abilities. Um, and I like, they just assumed that because of like my life situation and like my whole life and stuff that like, I wasn't capable of being in like the elite class or whatever you wanted to call it. And so like, I was always like one of the kids that was like what we teachers refer to as, like, a bubble baby, like, I would always be, like, in the bubble class, like, the class that's, like, not dumb, but the class is not smart either, like, mm-hmm. that was just always the class yeah. that I was put in, and mm-hmm. then, like, I moved away, and I graduated with 30 college credits, and I was at the top of my class, and I like, had all these other opportunities that I would have never been given had I stayed in South Georgia. Oh, and, and I, I just think it's such a disservice. Like, you know, like, yeah. it's oh, so sad. Like it. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Hannah, but whenever I
1: transferred out, the lady that handled the transcripts at our old school had manipulated my transcripts to say that I had failed an entire class taught by a secretary to bring my i almost didn't graduate high school because of this woman oh my god yeah so they she she literally she literally manipulated my transcript to say i had failed, failed. an entire class taught by a fucking
0: secretary that's so crazy okay oh, I, <laughs> I i want to know so do a lot of, was there like a lot of people that actually graduated from your town, like graduate high school? And oh, then yeah. To go on to say, like, is there a lot of people that went to college?
1: I would say, so Hannah, don't, wouldn't you say? I mean, maybe
2: not as much. Well, so life. our school in particular, and I'm trying so hard not to talk about like the name of the school, but like our school in particular, like they, um, I don't even want to say what kind of school it was because it's going to give it away but like mm-hmm. they they had a, like a list of things that they had to achieve in order to stay open mm-hmm. and I think one of those things was the graduation rate so like even if somebody probably shouldn't have graduated I feel like they made it happen regardless oh, it okay. was all about image all about like what they looked like to other people and right. it wasn't just our school it was like the like just down here in general like right they they always were about maintaining a certain image and like doing it at all costs like whatever you had to do like that's the image that they were going to maintain mm-hmm. yeah oh my god that's crazy and there's a wait list to get in that school and
1: there's
0: I do wait list uh-huh and there's not it doesn't sound though like it's like kind of what, an elite like oh send your kid it's in. not it's not, not because it's education. an elite no yeah it's
2: not, it's not that it's honestly an this goes back to what I was saying earlier about like racism being so like rampant like and I hate that but like once you move away you realize like it's true like the racism in South Georgia is like astronomical compared to other places I've personally lived and a big reason why there is such a huge wait list for this school is because it's predominantly white when the other surrounding wow. schools that are public schools are predominantly African-American or black that's or like whatever you want to ca- like whatever is politically correct like to say like because down here like I feel like that's like an issue mm-hmm. it, it's like so, if, uh, if you wanted to be surrounded by the right color like that's literally what people have said down your, here like you had yeah. to go to that school
1: you send your kid to either this school or that school and they were the smallest schools in the county and if you went you know, to the public schools or the, the surrounding schools, I don't want to say public because the other school was public, but whatever, you know what I mean? If you went to the bigger public school Mm -hmm. in the surrounding area, uh, for example, whenever I transferred out, I had maybe there was a few Hispanic, maybe five, black kids in my entire class. And i yeah. you know, I had a class of like 23. I transferred to the neighboring town school and I was in shock because I'm pretty sure it's almost predominantly black, if not very close, if yeah. not 40, 60%. Mm-hmm. I really,
0: really want to know though, because I'm <laughs> just dying. I just want to know like all the crazy gossip so I'm going to ask the question uh what is the craziest I don't know story uh gossip that you can share with me because I I need that tequila real bad do you, on the small town gossip do you want to go first Tina
2: well should we start with the fact that we have a um a person that we know of um and this is one of those grapevine things but you know like we hear about it before they even know about it apparently um supposedly they are pregnant with their first cousin's child <gasps> what <laughs> I don't know how true that is yeah it's <laughs> hearsay
0: it's here so is that a common theme. I
2: say down here because yeah. I somehow decided to move back. I actually live where we are talking about. So that's lovely.
0: Oh my God. I but, can't believe you live there now. <laughs> Hannah. That's
1: <laughs> I mean, can you confirm yeah from what I just said? That's not usually a thing.
2: No, it's not. It's really not. But, but I'm mean, on the flip hot. side of that. Like everybody does have sex with everybody. Like <laughs> yeah.
0: and your cousin.
2: um no i'm not related to anybody here so like (laughs) thankfully i can't say that i accidentally like fucked a cousin Uh, thank god oh my god i yeah
1: i
0: was not prepared for this this juicy of a
2: god so yeah
1: that's some hot hot tea right there what's another one so a lot of guys a lot of guys that are in serious relationships or that are getting married or whatever are currently like seeking other arrangements
0: sexually. Like, yes. Okay. So they're cheating on them or they're trying, at least that we know of. Okay. When you say arrangements, I'm thinking like a prop. Fuck buddy oh I was thinking of like a sex worker yeah. or something oh I don't know if those exist. Like That's speaking hush. <laughs> yeah. was there a strip club yeah. though no no strip club no I feel like every club. small whenever I think of like a small town there's always
2: like a nearby strip club and I feel like <laughs> <no>. <laughs> and I if- don't know the bar that my dad goes to like there's some pretty questionable women there really <laughs> speaking of that bar like this is some juicy deeds. like when I was growing up I would casually go to the bar with my dad like and I guess that that's not okay now that I'm an adult but at the time like it was normal you were just chilling with your dad at the bar literally during like on school night like on school night and that probably has a lot to do with like my dad's parenting skills like bless <laughs> his heart like he really did try to be a single dad but like hey when you can't find a babysitter just bring the baby bring, with bring her with you mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: oh my god <laughs> what do you do in a small town because I remember you know, growing up, I would go to the mall, the movie, Oh my, the movies, little, like just doing the movies, fun activities. The
1: movies are like 35, 40 minutes away. So even going to like a big grocery store or the mall, you would have to plan your entire day for that. Oh my gosh. One of my really great friends, Mary Grace, she came and stayed with me in South Georgia, and she's from Atlanta. Okay. And
0: very different. It was
1: like 11 o'clock at night, and she was like, I'm so hungry. Uh, can we go k- get something to eat?
0: And You're like, I was no. like, no,
1: we can't. She's like, why? Was like, it's 30... 30- Forty minutes away, we can't. I'm like, we don't leave the house. Like, yeah, like once once you're somewhere, you do not leave,
0: right? Well, and if you're just going, like, if you're just wanting quick food, that is not quick at all. Mm-mm. Or you, you know what
2: I just realized, like after you asked us, like what there is to do for fun, like maybe that's why so many people like end up like I don't know having sex with their cousins and like making really careless decisions because there's nothing else to do. Like, right, like we literally them. would get. Like, yeah, like we would literally get drunk in fields and like ride around on dirt roads for hours. Like, of course, people are getting knocked up by their family members. Like, there's only so much you can do. <laughs>
1: Hannah, we don't even know if that's true. <laughs> I,
2: so I mean, I haven't had anybody confirm or deny it. Oh <laughs>
0: there's no denial.
2: There's But there's no confirmation. <laughs>
0: Well, what talk to me more, though, about – because both of you have moved away. Hannah's back in the, in the small town again. But you both moved away. Like, what would be your biggest maybe advice to someone that, like, wants to move away or – I don't know. What is your perspective on, like, moving away or – talk to me more about that.
2: Um, it's actually funny because right before I got on this, call with y'all I shared this thing on Facebook and of course like I have zero service because I live in BSE um so it's not loading but it basically said the same thing that I would say to anybody else like take the chance and get out of your small town like there's more to life than like the two bars and the same three boys and like literally everything that like, the only thing that you know, like, there's so much more in life than what you're surrounded by now. Like, you are doing yourself the worst disservice if you think that this is all your life has to offer. I definitely feel like I'm more of, like, a culturally diverse person. Like, I feel like I have a more, like, a bigger respect for people, um, especially people that are different, and I feel like that's probably the -hmm. biggest letdown that I had. Whitney would probably agree with this, too, like, growing up here. Like, you're taught that people that are different are weird like you're not taught that people that are different like what makes them different is what makes them amazing like you're not taught that like you're taught that people that are different than you are weird and that's that like whether that be race or religion or just the way that they act or their personality like whatever the case may be and so like I don't even know where I was going with this but like that's probably like the biggest thing like I was able to learn that it's okay if the person beside me does not have the same beliefs as me, or they not, like, they might not look like me, or they might not have been raised the same way as me, like, that doesn't change my perspective on them at all, what's going to change my perspective on them is how they treat me, and how they treat other people, and, like, you know, South Georgia, especially, like, the Bobby Well, and so everybody is so, like, um like wrapped around being a Christian but then like you move away and you see that like that perspective of what it means to be a Christian is completely different than like what people think it is here like yeah I don't know and it has it has nothing to do with religion like it's just like thinking of people as being more than what um you're taught to think of them Mm, yeah that makes sense
0: I like that a lot what about you Annie so
1: I feel like obviously culturally it's very different and it opens your mind up to a lot more you know whenever you move but I do want to say that I know a lot of people that never moved and never got out I, I don't necessarily think that they're culturally stuck because they're more open to the idea of different cultures being out there if that mm-hmm. makes sense like rather than living in that bubble Um, however, obviously that still exists, you know, there's still people that live in that bubble. But I would say, if you're not, if you don't want to experience or open your mind to anything else, at least acknowledge that there's more than just what you are experiencing. You don't, you know, if you're content, that's great, but. Acknowledge that people are different than you, and people choose to live their lives differently than you. And
0: I don't know, I, I just, it's not like a bad thing. No, not but, at all. You know, they want to be different, right? Like, exactly.
2: exactly. Yeah, like to each yeah. own. Yeah,
0: right, exactly. Right. So
1: that's a big thing for me, and just moving, moving away from that in general was just really important for my overall mental health. To be honest, it just wasn't, I just, some people are born for that type of lifestyle. And I just wasn't, you know, I think it's completely fine to grow up in a town and stay there until, you know, you grow old with your significant other. I think that's wonderful, but Sometimes it's not meant for people. <laughs> I think we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you so much, Hannah. Hannah, thank for you for being on our podcast.
0: Well, and us. for being just really honest and open about your growing up in a small town experience. I really, really loved hearing both of you and Whitney's stories and perspectives. Um, like I said, I am—I did not grow up in a small town, so I find it super fascinating mm-hmm. and. Just totally on the opposite end Mm -hmm. of of that.
1: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Hannah, thank you so
2: much. (laughs) (laughs) I love y'all. This is so fun. Follow me on TikTok, The Teacher Tatum, for all your favorite teacher content. (laughs) Thank you,
0: Hannah. Oh, my gosh. That was so fun listening to you gals. (laughs) Catch up, gab, and catch up, and and tell us the tequila on this Tequila Tuesday. How do you feel from all of the hot
1: gossip you just heard?
0: I don't know, overwhelmed, PTSD for you. No, just kidding. (laughs) Um, I feel, I feel like there's a few things. One, like wow, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Um, there's a lot going on, but I also feel. I don't know. I feel sad that you and Hannah had to go through. We survived. Go through some really, really shitty things. Yeah, that isn't fair. Yeah, but and it, it just it just breaks
1: my heart because I feel like we grew up thinking that was normal until we
0: moved away, left. and, and then it, it
1: just breaks my heart that maybe some people don't won't even ever know. Get to know. Well, that. don't yeah, don't even know that like that's hey, that's kind of not normal or like. You know, hey, that's weird. Why is that happening to me? Right. Like that type of thing. Ugh. So
0: anyway, I that, it just makes me sad. I think the but. question I wanted to end on though with you is mm-hmm. if – and I think we might have talked about, a little bit about it. But if you could tell yourself something when you're going through <laughs> like all of that, like living in a small town, knowing what you know now, like what would you say to yourself? Oh, my goodness. That is a hard question. Sorry, I put
1: you on the spot. No, it's okay. I feel like it goes way back to just having self-worth in general. But also, if I could give myself some sort of insight, just… The like, people, what it was
0: on the outside. Yeah.
1: Like, hey, the people around you, they don't… First of all, they don't care. care. They don't care. They are not going to matter in the years to come. Yeah. No one's opinion of you actually matters except for your own. And we've talked about this in the beginning of the episode. But whenever I moved away, I just felt so carefree, just so authentically yeah. myself. But when I'm back in that, feel that atmosphere, like I, cloud. yeah, I feel like a like some sort of shell, like mm-hmm. going over me trying to cocoon back into Mm. itself and i don't like that yeah i I don't i feel like nobody should feel like that everybody should feel like they can be their complete and most authentic self for sure and it scares me that i grew up not being that you know And, and there's so many more people that are you know living their life every single day not being their authentic self for sure because of their you know because of the surroundings that they have or you know the fear of opinions of others or whatever the case may be that was the case for me at least but it just makes me really sad so i would definitely tell myself you know it's not gonna matter the the these opinions do not matter. They're gonna tell you that they do over and over again. They they want to shrink you into a box, but you don't fit in that box, and that's okay.
0: I love that. Oh. That's <laughs> so great. So you're bigger than the box. I'm bigger than the box. <laughs> <laughs> I squashed that box. <laughs> this booty Throw too it away. juicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I had a lot of fun talking about your small town.
2: Aw, I'm And
0: so um, hopefully, everyone also found it super interesting, interesting and insightful and, like, yes. low right. on some moments. Um But we just want to say thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you for being here. As always, subscribe or follow or
1: whatever you need to do. Follow us on Instagram. It's going to be at moms, period, and period marks. And if you have some sort of juicy story you want us to tell. Maybe.
0: What if you grew up in a small town? And you need to
1: spill some tea about the small town dms on instagram i'm very or... curious if
0: they have a similar experience yeah like yours. yeah
1: let us know dm us your experience or if you want us to interview you about your some sort of experience that you've had not necessarily with small towns no, anything. anything anything under the sun dms or email us at hello at moms leave us that five-star review please be nice
0: We We greatly appreciate it. We love you all so, so much. Enjoy the rest of your Tequila Tuesday. make sure you have a margarita today. Yep, get a spooky one on us. Or do something for yourself today.
1: And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.